Welcome to the Consumer Rights Talk, where we discuss all things at the intersection of consumer rights and the law, including issues in foreclosure, debt collection abuse, student loans, credit reporting, and more. I'm your host, Attorney Adam Deutsch with the Northeast Law Group and northeastlawgroup.com. Visit our website for more information. Thank you for listening, and as always, remember the information shared in this recording is not legal advice. Welcome back to the Consumer Rights Talk. This week we have another monthly report from the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, to dive into and see what lessons and data we can gather from the report. So this one came out on February 8th, and this month the report spotlights mortgage-related grievances. Now, in addition to talking about mortgages, the CFPB gives us you know, a general overview of data for complaints being filed. And let's take a look at that first. Continuing a recent trend, there's once again an uptick in student loan complaints, as well as complaints relating to consumer loans and credit cards. You know, this makes sense. Uh, I've seen a shift in my practice as well. I hear about more and more student loan issues. And of course, as I've highlighted previously, the CFPB uh, only in the last year started, you know, accepting complaints and, and starting to facilitate uh, the process of of uh, investigating student loan related complaints. So it makes sense that the numbers are up, but I do think that you know this is really the the largest area. Student loans at this point outpace you know the amount of credit card debt out there, and the average uh, college grad, I, I believe it's under forty, has something like twenty thousand twenty nine thousand dollars in uh, student loan debt. Um, so. You know, those numbers are very real, um, and so it makes sense that we're going to see a lot of grievances in that area. Now, the most complained about companies are, once again, Equifax, Wells Fargo, TransUnion, Experian, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Citibank. And again, I'll, I'll say it makes sense that we see Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian constantly showing up as three of the top you know, five complained of companies because they are the three big credit reporting agencies. And, and so everyone who is trying to get financing uh, or oftentimes employment and you have to go take a look at your own, you know, do a credit check to see if you can be approved or get that job, you're going to come into contact with those companies. So almost every consumer ends up in contact with them and that makes sense that they'll have a higher volume. At the same time, you know, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, and Citibank, those are the big four banks left in America after the crisis. So it also makes sense that those are more complained about simply because they do more business than anyone else. Um, and again, you know, in my business, I, I see them a lot as well. Um, but let's let's dive into the, the nitty-gritty here and talk about some of the lessons that we could pick up from this month's report as they talk about mortgages. So first, you know, since starting the database in 2011, the CFPB has received more than 260,000 complaints relating to mortgages. And mortgage-related complaints, that's the highest, the second highest category of complaints received by the CFPB. However, 260,000, that's really a low number. I mean, let's back up a little bit. I looked at some of the data from RealtyTrack, which is a company that specializes in looking at foreclosure-related data and real estate you know, trends uh, more generally. And 
Looking at their numbers, I found that there were at least two years uh, while the CFPB was accepting um, you know, complaints into its database where there were nearly 2 million properties in foreclosure uh, during each respective year. And that's in 2011, there were about 2 million properties facing foreclosure. And in 2012, there were about 2 million facing foreclosure. Yet, you know, over the last... Uh, several years since 2011, we only have 260,000 complaints filed on the whole. Now, I get it. The numbers are certainly going down. By 2016, we have uh, the total properties facing foreclosure in the ballpark of a million, according to Realty, Realty Track. But why are the numbers so low? Look, I, people just still aren't turning to the CFPB as a place where they think they're going to get significant help. I mean, that's the only real way that I can interpret that information. And there may be truth, there may be not. You know, I'm an advocate of the CFPB for sure. Um, At the same time, I always encourage my clients, go and file a complaint with the CFPB and also let's take proactive steps in court because you're going to create your own destiny. And the only way to do that is to, you know, go to the courts yourself. If you think the CFPB on its own is going to resolve your problem, The odds are very slim they're going to, but providing this data to the CFPB is incredibly important because, you know, they at this point in time still and for the foreseeable future uh, oversee a lot of the regulations with the lending industries. And so if they get repeat complaints about uh, certain bad actions happening in the industry, they're going to look into it. I mean, we've seen that with them taking action with Aquin in the past and, uh, other other loan servicers like that, and there have been significant settlements, you know, in the millions and millions of dollars, and consumers have been able to get real relief from it. So I, I think one of the most important reasons is to make the complaint. Look, it's free. It costs money to get access to court, right? So you can file your complaint for free. You're going to have uh, a response from the bank or loan servicer who has injured you. And the CFPB will, you know, gather that data. And even if you don't get a direct resolution, you might be helping someone else, which has real value in it as well. We're all in this together. So I certainly encourage people to look at that. But, you know, the numbers are low. So let's look at some of the common complaints filed with the CFPB. And I'm going to highlight three mortgage-related complaints and talk a little bit about them. So the first complaint that we see a lot of in the data are loan servicers wrongfully refusing to modify loans or giving ambiguous reasons for denials. Boy, uh, this is one of the largest areas of my practice. I represent several homeowners in lawsuits against loan owners and loan servicers where the homeowners have uh, been offered, you know, look, there's two different types of cases. There, There are those in this scenario where they are uh, the homeowners outright uh, denied for a loan modification when they should be eligible, and we see a lot of that. And I spoke a little bit in last week's podcast about how we can use the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, RESPA, in order to determine what your options are as a homeowner to get access to you know, a loan modification, other loss mod- mitigation programs. 
Because the only way to know if you're wrongfully denied, wrongfully refused a modification is if we first have that information as to what programs you're eligible for. And you could go back and listen to Episode 7 of the podcast for a little more information on RESPA. I'm sure it'll come up again in the future. And, uh, you know, in this line, the, the second area of cases that I see a lot of and represent a lot of are situations where people are offered modifications and then there's a breach from the bank, maybe servicing transfers or uh, all of a sudden the bank just stops accepting payments under the modification, even though you've been fully approved, you've signed the paperwork, and the bank has countersigned it. And it's it's bizarre how often this happens. But I've had you know dozens of these situations come across my desk over the last five years, and there's really no sign of them slowing down. The second area of uh, complaint that I see Uh, coming up in the CFPB report are loan servicing companies that lose payments that have been made in a timely manner by the homeowner. And this results in two negative consequences. Uh, According to the CFPB, the most complained of are one, homeowners end up being assessed fees that are totally incorrect because they made the payment on time. And the second one, which I think is far worse, is that the homeowner ends up having negative information, you know, an allegation of a default showing up on their credit report that has huge impact on you know your ability to obtain additional financing it could impact your ability to maintain a job if you work in certain government sectors or in finance and those are serious serious issues you know if you fall into that area where there's false negative information reported on the credit report Then you're into the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which is another federal statute under the consumer protection area of law. And, you know, that is the the I mean, that that is the most significant statute for the following reason. The the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act actually has punitive damages. So you can have um, serious recourse and be entitled to real compensation of course, as with the other you know, consumer protection statutes, they'll have to pay your attorney's fees and all that as well, which ease the process for getting access to the courts. Uh, but this is real serious territory, and uh, the banks will take it seriously, the court will take it seriously, uh, but you often need to end up in court, unfortunately, all because the loan servicing company failed to apply your payment or lost your payment. So let's think about this for a minute. What's a good way to avoid having this problem? Well, you know, best practices are, at this point, people tend not to send in payments by check through the mail anymore. I mean, those days are are more or less gone and, and are certainly going away quickly. But if you are someone who still likes to work on paper... Uh, one, you're probably not listening to the podcast, but if you are, let's just say, um, send it by certified mail. Send your mail with tracking so that you know when it gets delivered, right? Now, if you're making your payment online, then print and save your receipt so that you could show when it happened. And, you know, that has become the most common way for people to make payments, and I, I think that's kind of the best way to do it at this point because it's the easiest way. You know that it's instant. Um, although, you know, I do online transactions myself all the time, and there's always that moment of doubt of, hmm, did that go through? But if you get that receipt and you could save it, then you know you're golden. And if they have failed to apply it and you have those proofs, 
well, then your case gets a lot easier to fix the wrong from the loan servicer. So let's talk about the third common complaint with the CFPB, and that is consumers report escrow shortages. What does that mean? So when you have an escrow account with your mortgage, it's either that the bank is collecting uh, money to pay for real estate taxes and or property insurance. And, you know, they pay those out quarterly or uh, periodically through the year, but you pay on a monthly basis. So you're just paying less every month and then they, uh, the servicer will pay it out to the insurance company and to, uh, you know, the, the municipality for real estate taxes at the appropriate time. And, you know, this is a big issue and I've seen this problem also come up a lot on mortgages. One of the the specific issue that the CFPB highlights here happens when there's a shortage. And what happens is the loan servicer will miscalculate what the amount of money is that needs to be paid for taxes and insurance. How do they miscalculate it? I have no idea because they have access to and receive the tax statement from the town so they know exactly what the real estate taxes are going to be. And annually, your mortgage company will you know, be in contact with your insurance company and or ask you for proof of property insurance and you send it to them and it shows what the premium is. So they know exactly what's needed. But occasionally, you will have a loan servicer that doesn't charge the right amount and they're actually undercharging it. And obviously... You know, look, they're entitled to collect the money that they're then paying out, but this creates a problem because if they're undercharging you a significant amount and then all of a sudden they need to make up for the discrepancy, your monthly loan amount can jump by hundreds of dollars. And I've seen this happen to people. And, you know, most of us uh, who are homeowners, really pay attention to our budgets and the difference, you know, a swing in a few hundred dollars a month uh, for your home could be the difference between defaulting on your mortgage loan or a credit card or something else uh, or not. And, and so, you know, this is the type of problem that could push you into that situation, which is quite dangerous. Um, and so it's important also I, I would you know often turn to RESPA in this scenario to get to the bottom of you know figuring out why the error happened from the bank. Are they actually um, mischarging me now or were they before? Were they undercharging before or now are they effectively extorting and charging more than they're allowed to? The loan servicer is allowed to keep a reserve and charge a little bit over what the complete costs are for taxes and insurance and that makes sense in case there's you know real estate taxes go up insurance goes up uh, so they're allowed to keep a little buffer to adjust for those things uh, a lot of times in this area you will see manipulation of the amount that's owed so those are the three common complaints highlighted uh, in the CFPB or at least that that jumped out to me and one of the other things here that, that jumps out is they talk about the most complained of mortgage companies. And this one is no surprise to me because these are also the companies that I see most in my practice. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Aquin, Ditech, and Nation Star Mortgage. Okay, those uh, are, are the most complained of uh, companies in the mortgage realm to the CFPB. 
You know, I wanted to jump back and talk for one more moment about the CFPB database. There's another point here that is really useful, and I encourage you as just a, a consumer, a homeowner, whether or not you're having trouble uh, financially, I encourage you to go take a look because we are all in this together, and I really do find uh, power in the collective. So a lot of the complaints are made public, and you can look at the different data different companies complained of what the complaints are. Uh, sometimes you can see what the resolution was. And when you take a look at uh, all this information, if you are facing trouble, you'll quickly realize, well, you're not alone. And there's real power in that. Uh, it can feel as though you're the only person being taken advantage of or the only person who is you know, so down on their luck or being cheated or whatever the, the case may be, but you're not. And we are really all in this together. And for that, you know, the CFPB, even though there's only 260,000 complaints for mortgages, when we know that there have been millions of people having trouble with mortgages over the last several years, um, that is the most significant, you know, statistically significant sample size that we have of complaints looking at the CFPB data. And so that's why it's important that people report themselves, self-report these complaints, and also take a look at it because you might find real meaning on it. If you have any questions about topics discussed in today's show or anything else uh, that you've heard in a prior podcast, please contact me on Twitter at Adam Deutsch ESQ or email adam at northeastlawgroup.com. Thank you as always for listening. We'll catch you next time. <music>